by sharing our stories, we bring them to light. Welcome to the Speak Brilliance podcast. My name is Jessica Novio, professional singer and storyteller. I use my voice as my greatest tool for transformation, and Speak Brilliance seeks to create agency and community with those who wish to use their voice this way as well. Thanks for joining me on this platform, and please feel free to let me know what you think by subscribing and leaving a review. There is a simple formula Itsuki, Eka, Intricate Dialect is using on his new album, just loops and rhymes and no features. Within that simple formula, though, there's a wealth of spiritual wisdom in storytelling. Itsuki has been on the Detroit hip-hop scene for quite some time, but has not yet bubbled too much out of the beaker. He keeps a relatively low profile and makes songs that people who are well-read or grew up amongst ancient Egypt enthusiasts, five percenters, or practice occult science would appreciate. For instance, in 2011, Intricate Dialect made an album, Kemet, in which the entire project was focused on ancient Egypt, but mixed in references to Detroit and the hip-hop community. In 2016, Itsuki started a creative storytelling podcast called The Lum Podcast. This allowed him to widen his scope of storytelling, poetry, and production to networks outside of a hip-hop format. Collaborating with artists like Shigato, Marcus Elliott, Jacques Connery, and close friend Timo Wantu. In 2021, the album KV55 has sprinkles of ancient Egyptian mythos, but primarily focused on stories of personal growth. Society at large, our confusing place in it, and spirituality. Oh, there it is. All right. Hey, Miles. Hey. I'm really happy to know you through Evelyn and uh, yes, to meet yeah. a new friend. Mm-hmm. So that's that's so cool. And, you know, the fact that we can actually do this meeting, even though you're in Detroit and I'm over here in New Jersey, it makes me happy. It makes me happy to meet friends from different parts. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yes. Who are also creative and talented and musicians. I mean, this is great. This is a great connection here. So super happy to talk to you and hear more about your new album and your creative process. So mm-hmm. a question I really like to ask people to start off with is what are some of your references or your influences? Uh, references and influences. Um, I, I, I'm a, I'm a history, I'm a history nerd. So I like to know, I like to, I like to use references from history. I like, uh, I like spiritual stuff, religious stuff. So a lot of biblical Quranic references, 5% stuff, Egyptian stuff. Um, you know, the whole gauntlet, of spirituality studies um and then you know a bunch of uh a bunch of rap references you know okay you know, so was the spirituality was that before or after music was it during i mean it's, it's, kinda... it's, the, it's the whole thing it's the whole thing um First, yeah. yeah 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 I've, I've, I've always been i've always been that side you know mm-hmm. you get a you know, when you, when you have trauma, when you're young, you kind of like pushed mm-hmm. to, to like, to mm-hmm. more existential absolutely and ideas and programming, whatnot. So yeah, yeah. I've always, been, always been in So it. did you grow up? I'm just curious. I had this conversation recently with a friend of mine. Did you grow up with a certain religion, like in your own household or was it influences outside of your household that drew you to these spiritual practices and religions? Um, both my parents grew up going to Catholic school. And oh, so wow. my mom went more towards it and my father went away from it. So my, my father's atheist, my mm-hmm. mom is Catholic. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just have, 
when I was young, they were just telling me to like, you know, figure it out. That's an interesting combination, actually. I mean, (laughs) to have one parent be going towards it and one going away from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, when I, when I was teenager, like I, I wanted other stuff, you know, I was, I was pushed more towards like, um, Islam and, and 5% stuff. Right. 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 And you can hear that throughout your discography and a lot of, you know, your latest album, KV 55, you mentioned that that was, you said that was the name of the tomb. Can you tell us a little bit of a little bit about the the name of the yeah, album? Yeah, 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 the the, yeah, the, my, the mis the mystery tomb. Uh, it's 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 it kind of starts with the last album, not not the last album I did, but um, one that I was proud of called Kemet, which was just an album about Egypt. And so with this particular project i've been studying egypt the entire time i haven't i haven't stopped but my understanding of of the history of egypt has changed mm-hmm. so um i started kemet with a track called akhenaten about akhenaten but then recently i learned about this tomb kv55 which is a tomb with the sarcophagus and mummy in it but the sarcophagus's face was ripped off it was a gold gold sarcophagus and the face was ripped off and the name scratched out so some people some egyptologists uh speculate that this is akhenaten's sarcophagus and akhenaten's body Mm. but the body when uh, analyzed yada yada dna tested all that uh the dna says that it is a relative of king tut but if it, wow. but if it is Akhenaten's body, then it's way younger than they expected him to be. If mm. it is not Akhenaten and it is somebody else like Smenkhepare, which was the pharaoh after Akhenaten, then who is this person? Mm. Other people have speculated that Nefertiti changed her name to Smenkhepare and took power after Akhenaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if that is the case, then who is this person? It's just it's just a mystery. We don't know who this person is. So it wow. brings up a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of stuff around it. So the album is called KV fifty five because um, it's kind of like in homage to like the more you know, the less you know anything. <laughs> yes, you know? yes. I was just thinking that like all morning. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 deep. It's deep. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty amazing. I mean, right? Like somebody who amassed all this wealth and all this prestige, but then, you know, we don't really actually know who that is, what happened, what their identity was, right? So it's it's interesting. And um, yeah, I was thinking that was running through my head all morning. Like, the more I know, the less I know. (laughs) You know, I don't know anything. I don't know anything because. Things appear to be a way, and then you know, actually, they're not. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's that's been my experience, especially recently. I'm just like, wow, what I thought was was true was not true. You know, so I and think that's, that's a beautiful journey, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of like really reflects the journey you go on throughout your discography and throughout your recordings. You're speculating, you're you're finding, you're searching, you're 
expressing. And that's the beauty of the album. I love the album so much. It's, you know, something you listen from start to finish. Right. And, um, and it goes through all these different, uh, you know, these different reflections. So I was just curious, like, can you tell us a little bit more about your process? And like, did you know when you got into music that it would be a lifelong endeavor, like something that you would (laughs) never be able to give up, you know? I mean, because, you know, a lot of us as artists, um, it just becomes something we must do. Right. And that's why we do it, you know? So I'm just curious to know, um, a little bit more about, you know, your start at your, when you started out and how, Uh, how it came about. Maybe it's different in other genres or in other cultures with music as the basis, but like with hip hop, you expect that by the time you're 30, you're kind of over it, right? Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you move Mm -hmm. on. Um, But then as of late, as rappers get older, as the OGs get older, we see that they're still around and that they're relevant and present. Right. Uh, So yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't necessarily like, I I was, I was always living in the moment. I didn't expect like, oh, in 20, 30 years, I'm going to be like this, or I'm going to be doing this with music. I I had no idea, but I've been, I've been at it so long that I, I can't stop. (laughs) <laughs> you know, like you, you, you work on a certain style of poetry for so long, you right. start finding like gems in it. I've discovered myself through this type of poetry. Right. So I mean, I'm it not... does become a part of your identity. Right. Right. Because it's something yeah. you you've done habitually, you know, it's, yeah. it's just been a big part of your existence. Yeah, exactly. If mm-hmm. I, if I stop, then I feel like I've, I gave up. Right. And if I gave up, then I failed. Right, you right. Know, so it's not, I, I can't do it. Okay. I so I just had to ask you that question because, you know, like you coming from Detroit, me coming from Utica, we're both kind of like from industrial, industrialized uh, cities, spaces. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, you know, we both went to New York, right? And we both, we were talking about this earlier, how yeah, yeah. it was kind of just like you felt like you were from the middle of nowhere, right? Small town, big dreams, that whole thing. So that's yeah. why I had to ask you that because, um, you know, like not that Detroit's a small town or anything, but, you know, it can be kind of just like um, the dreams can be so big sometimes. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I knew we had that kind of kinship and that kind of like similarity and struggle and like, you know, of just like being in love with the craft and just doing it no matter what and uh, going for it, no matter how hard, you know, we had to work, you know, to get doing it. So I just I just I had to ask that for that reason. So um, and I just wanted to know, you know, really a little bit more about your process and your your journey you know so mm-hmm. yeah 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 and new, yeah new york is a hard place you know <laughs> new yorkers are very full of themselves <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's either you know you make it here you can make it anywhere you know like this is the cream of the crop which is which is true which is true but, right which know. is true right it's very built up you know and so uh-huh. it's kind of hard to well even if you do say you have everything right when you move to new york so you have you know the skills the talent and well i'll I'll say quote unquote everything right because actually i mean it's so much more than that right (laughs) and um and in order sometimes you're not even prepared for your success you know so you might have it all but you might not you might realize at least that was the case for me you know well this isn't actually 
this was more of a spiritual journey that I was going on here. You know, I didn't want just the fame and the success and whatever, or, you know, what I set out to do was actually not quite what I really wanted (laughs) to some extent. So, yeah, Yeah. it's just some interesting parallels there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm happy it worked out the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a continuous journey. So, um, Anyway, tell us a little bit about how did KV55 come about? So we're in the middle of the plan- pandemic, right? When you started recording that, or was it before that? No, it was it was as it was as the pandemic started. I think the the first the, the first song I made from KV55 was "Pray," um, and I wasn't really uh, I I wasn't really producing myself as much. I was still getting beats from other people. I was, I was, um, I was producing for my podcast, but it wasn't like beats or anything. It was just soundscapes, just, you know, just ambience around me telling stories. Uh, so pray, pray was the first track. And that was kind of like after the pandemic had, had started a bit, um, which is, has like the, the Donald Trump Easter reference. Mm -hmm. Um, but then yeah, you know, just being by myself uh, for for that long and, you know, the experiences I was going through, I was reading a lot, I was living a lot, I was going through a tough time. Mm-hmm. So the tracks just uh, kind of came about that way. And um, I, I, was t- I was telling somebody else this, actually, I I only wrote down maybe like three verses for the album the rest is pretty much freestyle the rest is just is like it really yeah it's just pretty much like like rap and punch in rap punch in but yeah i didn't, I didn't write down the majority of it wow um, that's really interesting to know because a lot of times um like i'll also write my songs just like as a one a, like a a quick stab basically right the songs mm-hmm. will just come out and i'll record them on my phone or whatever for example and then, for example, I'm collecting songs for a new album right right now. And uh, so I'll come up with a song and I'll start riffing and I'm like, wow, this sounds amazing. Like, I wish I had just recorded this, you know, I wish mm-hmm. I had just, you know, actually gone to my computer and opened up and, and started recording this. And so, so it's interesting to know that that's your process as well. And yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. It wasn't always my process. Yeah, like, I no, was, I've no, been no. like a heavy writer, but with this particular thing, I was just like, you know, like you know, I'm just going to go. Just You're just going to go. Just, yeah. Just, just hit record and may, make it happen. Same thing with the beats. Like I didn't, I didn't spend much time uh, producing the tracks and I would say at least half the album is recorded into the earbud mic. You know, it's, Are it's, you kidding me? In, no, no, not at all. It's like, it's mixed and mastered well, but the earbud mic straight into my iPad where I made the, I, I made the beats. Wow. You're blowing wow. my mind right now. No, it's, it's because no, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Because some for me, tracks you can hear it more than others. Really? Sometimes you can hear it more than others. I would have Pray, never guessed that. Definitely hear it. Pray you could hear it because I was even outside. And so like, there was even like crickets and stuff like <laughs> that I, that I had to like cut out. Um, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's a couple tracks where you can kind of hear like, Oh, this is, this is, 
this is muffled. <laughs> really? Okay. Like, okay. I'm going to take a closer look. So I'm just getting into the recording process myself. And um, I was intimidated for a very long time by, I was like, and then I started to realize like recording is like an instrument and, um, and not only that, but I mean, I just, I didn't realize, you know, really, I, I thought, okay, recording is you go into the studio, you know? And so I didn't realize, uh, I mean, it is like an instrument, you know? So when you start to be able to hear recordings for what it is, then uh-huh. you're like, oh man, like this isn't so intimidating after all, but um, that's cool. That's cool how you did that. And um, yeah. cause you know, I come from the era of like, you know, we record, you know, with like through the headphones, mm-hmm. using the headphones as a mic mm-hmm. on the cassette mm-hmm. and then like, you that's know, right make a sample onto a cassette and then right. use a Walkman mm-hmm. to record into another cassette mm-hmm. and rap over that, you know, it's just, wow. like, you know, just like basement process. Like I, right. I love that stuff. Like to that's me, amazing. like that's, those are my roots. So I kind of, I'm, yeah. I'm really sticking with that. I don't need anything polished. Exactly. Anything, I guess uh, I think I made my first recording on like an eight track, but mm-hmm. I think yeah, I must have come up, you know, right after that, mostly. And so the walk one was purely for like recording ideas or, you know, my practice, my singing practice. But that's so cool. That's so cool. I like that. I mean, that the home, you know, I mean, the fact that anybody can do it, it's just accessible, you know, and uh, sometimes we just hype it up in our heads. That's the thing. Anybody can do it. Anybody can do it with anything. Like you don't need anything more than your phone. Right, 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 right. And the iPad quality can be really good too. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I still, yeah, I still use it to this day. I, I have logic on my computer, but I, I prefer, I prefer GarageBand on my iPad just because wow. it's like, you know, cause I can just swipe. Yeah. You know, I, I like that aspect. Okay. I'm going to try more of that. Um, I had some fun with the, the loopy, I think it's like looper app loopy or something like that. Oh yeah. 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 I had some mm-hmm. fun with that. Yeah. And now I'm just like, I can't wait. I'm better. I'm better by a looper myself because um, I had some fun with my friends looper and um, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the things I can do with it. So that's really cool. And, and I'm curious too about like your process. So you found like you have all these loops, right. And samples. So basically you, you, you set up the loops and then you just free float over it yeah. or how did it work? Something like that. Yeah. 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 Pre- yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. What was your process of composition? I mean, cause it's still an element. Obviously there's an element. Um, like as far as finding the loops, putting them together and um, you know, the album itself, like, oh, it's, is it it's a very what, messy process or is it a very, no, it's, uh, it's, it's so simple actually. Like it's literally whatever I'm listening to. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I listen, I listen to a lot of, I, like all my heroes are on there. I love David Axelrod. So um, I listen to David Axelrod a lot. And like, um, you know, if I come across this sample, I'll probably I'll do the track right then and there. But yeah, that's that, that's a lot of it. Like I um, I don't I don't spend a, I don't spend a lot of time like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm making I'm making an album right now. Like I, I, I don't really do it. I I, I live life. I read, I think a lot, and then I just purge. That's that's my process um, too. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. It looks yeah. so it's strange, and people are like, "How are you just, you know, 
And, and the funny thing is, I mean, we have so many years of experience, so that way we can write a song just like that, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. at the same time, um, yeah, it, 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 it's a very logical process. And most of the time I'm just living and like maybe uh, 1% of the time I'm composing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, and- but it's cool. I like how you're like, kind of like the king of flow. I mean, I'm getting, a, I'm learning a lot from you because like you just, it's a very different process, at least mindset for me. I'm kind of starting to get, you know, to pick up on your mindset, you're just like in the flow with these things. And I love it. So um, the, the st- study of music is really important to me as well. Like knowing the history, you know, I, I read a lot of books about past musicians and understanding their process. Oh so yeah. When I, so when I, when I listen to them um, and sample them, it's to me, it's, it's ancestor worship. Like I, I want people to, uh, I, I don't want to use like, really, really obscure samples because I want the aspect of ancestor worship. I want people to like know what I'm tapping into and relate to it if they can, like an inside joke or an inside feeling. Like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that to me, I think that's also like a, a big part of hip hop. Like we're, we're, we're a culture of ancestor worship. You know, like we we pay tribute to what our parents were rocking and, and, uh, you know, and use that stuff to create something new. Beautiful. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Keeping up with that tradition is Mm. super important to me. You know, I'm yeah. Yeah. I love that. Super hip hop. I love that so much. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. That's, um, it's not so much part of my process, you know, like when I'm doing, when I'm composing pop, I mean, Basically, I'm really just composing with like, obviously, uh, everything I have is an influence, you know, Um, but but using using those feelings, I'm using those feelings. Yeah, I'm using those feelings, but I'm not I'm at the moment in the moment. I'm not really conscious of I'm consciously doing it. It's something that I'm I'm grasping, you know, those those feelings and those influences. But it's not it's not like a conscious thing, you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Pop, Pop is more pop is definitely more, more, more feeling for sure. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Just... I, I play with time spans. That's that's kind of my, my tool, you know, using uh, old soul or jazz or something like that. And then adding the concepts of history and spirituality. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm playing with those aspects of of life, not necessarily like um, popular feelings that people yeah. feel, but more of like a like a. a um, a, a spiritual depth. Right. You know, like, right. That's right. what I'm trying to touch. Yeah. That's, that's absolutely what you're touching, you know, like intric- intricate dialect says it all, you know, so <laughs> that's definitely you in a nutshell. I love it so much. Tell us a little bit about how greens came about. I mean, so you just told us a little bit of your process, but let's play a little bit of that. Would you kill for me? Wreck your habitat. Would you build with me? Would you be real with me? Would you invest and be still with me? The word of the year is compound. Without it, my future is shot down. Can hold you down. I'm not a rock now. Can we be together in lockdown? Just you and me. Some hold me close, but let me go like everything is free. Some hold me under the mattress, and some will never see me. A meta economist, a Nostradamus in the apocalypse. He said what the meek will inherit is the earth, but not any dollars. No, it's not so easy being green. 
seems you blend in with so many ordinary things. Tell us a little bit about where you were at that moment and how that how that came about. Um, you know, I, I have I have a toddler son, so um, you know, Sesame Street has been a big part of my life. Ah. As of <laughs> that is uh, so creative, man. That song was just so creative, inspired me so much. So you know, but the the old Sesame Street is way better than the new Sesame Street. Okay. Um. I haven't really seen the new one much, but it's not good. It's not good. Okay. You know, they, As they most have, things like, are. Not, yeah. Like, yeah. Elmo has a cell phone and like, no way. and like, if you want to know something, it's like, Google it. <laughs> like, it's just like, it's, <laughs> like they're teaching kids just, you know, just take the easy way out all like in, in, in so many aspects. So like, I, you know, yeah. So when I was uh, putting Azra, my son onto Sesame street, we would watch, watch the old Sesame street. And just that, that song, the being green song is so beautiful. Lovely. And it's so deep and it's so bluesy. Right. Right. Uh, So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh my God, why am I blanking on her name? She was, uh, she, she was the witch in the whiz whose, uh, whose voice that is on the hook. But anyway, gotta anyway. Google it. <laughs> right, right, right. I, I'm just totally uh, blanking out. No, I I know who you're talking about too, but I can't I can't remember her name. So hold on. Oh no, I'm uh, not sure. Mabel King. Le- Lena Lena Hathaway. Oh, Lena oh, Hathaway. Lena okay. Horn. Lena Horn. Lena oh, Horn. Lena Horn. Yeah, Lena Horn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, I just I I just love that song. I love that song. I love hers. I love her version more than Ray Charles's version, more than any other version. So Mm -hmm. I heard it and was just, boom, this is it. It's it's about being green. So the first verse is about money. Mm -hmm. The second verse is about weed, Mm -hmm. both green. Okay. Um, And then also like the very first verse, like, would you ride for me? Like, I mean, would you die for me? Like that whole, I don't know that like really clicked with me because, you know, when we got into the pandemic, it was kind of just like, well, who's my ride or die? Like, who's really here for me? You know? So I really, I don't know if I misinterpret that, but (laughs) that's good. You, you got a deeper interpretation. I got a deeper interpretation. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because that's, that's the art of it. Like, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I, I, I was I was talking about, I was talking to money, but I, but it's deeper than that. It's, it's, it's who your relationship is with. Right. So when you, you interpret it, you were, you, you're it's all about relationship. Thing. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh, That's so but, cool. Yeah, I love yeah. that. Was, um, was, uh, that. That Biden stimulus, you know, I was getting those unemployment checks. So I was, you know, wh- how long is this going to last me? Would you invest in me? Would you be still with me? You know, like, you know. Got it. I guess since I didn't get those <laughs> since I was in Mexico, oh. I think my whole my my mentality was like on the different on the other side there. But yeah, no, I totally get it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was I was living in Mexico for about two and a half three years before that. Uh, well, into mm. the pandemic, into the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think about like eight months, nine months, ten months. I don't remember exactly. I moved back here. Um, more recently, about a year ago, but, um, wow, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah you're inspiring me so much now. Uh, just like you, you, there's nothing off the limits. You're just so creative. And, um, 
you know, listening to your music is kind of just like, wow, why couldn't that work? You know? Um, so it's really cool how you combine all these, you know, different influences, textures, elements, you know? Mm -hmm. So here I have a question for you because, you know, like I'm, I've been doing music this whole time. It's not like I ever stopped music necessarily. If I wasn't singing, I was dancing. Okay. You know, (laughs) so, um, but you know, yeah, but I definitely had a time, you know, I definitely feel like for outside, you know, maybe perception of people looking at me outside, like I kind of, you know, I haven't been pursuing it as hard as I used to, and I'm just getting back into it. So I'm wondering, if you had like similar breaks or uh, challenges, can you relate to that in some way where, you know, um, can you like talk about some challenge or some um, break that you had to take? Um. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I have like, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I'm manic or bipolar, mm-hmm. but my highs and lows are crazy. Yeah. I'm either yeah, yeah. super creative at one point I can or, relate. Or, or like almost suicidal <laughs> for mm-hmm. the next, you know, so like my highs and lows are. Do you get are, like into frustrated periods or no? Or not um, so much. No, 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 not, not frustrated periods. Cause it's like, uh, uh, I, th- I think faith, you know, my, my faith is strong. I feel like, like, you know, my, my, um, let, let God, you know, dictate this. And I just, I just follow, give me a sign yeah. is, is kind of my way about it. So I, I don't get frustrated as, as far as that goes, but, um, but yeah, yeah. You know, in the, in the past, past few years, you know, I had a child, my first child Mm. and, um, you know, with somebody that I didn't necessarily know as Mm -hmm. much as, as well as I should have. Mm -hmm. And then we broke up and then that whole mystery of what, what is to what's going to happen, you know? Right. Right. Wow. They can be traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. You're on a journey together. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially with, you know, uh, yeah, you know, I I grew up in a in a in a sketchy home with mm-hmm. uh you know, with you know, my 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 father wasn't there mm-hmm. for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, all those feelings come back up, especially the older I get, you know, the yeah. the more the baggage weighs on me. Absolutely. You know? And yeah. I've been I've been smoking weed and drinking for 20 years, you know, I've been like right. numbing right. these things. Right. So like as as life happens, as the situation happens, it's, it's been crazy for me. So, right. Right. Um, but you know, I, I try, I try to put it, I try to put it in there. I try to put it in the music. Yeah. 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 Um, sure. But yeah, though, as far as when you're talking about tough times and, and frustrating moments, like that happens, that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that also kind of inspired the way I record for this album. I uh, I wouldn't have as much time to create as I did in the past. Right. So if I only have two hours to actually make something, you're on that I could that that I that I need to help me feel good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like then I have to use that too. I I need to finish a song in an hour. Right. You no. Know? Right. Right. Just right, so right, I can right. like listen to it, and be like, ah, oh, okay, I have purpose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, that's that you was don't waste time anymore. So much I don't waste time anymore. 
and even writing can waste time. You know, like I got that from like Lil Wayne, <laughs> like because he stopped, you know, and Jay-Z, like they don't write. I don't write either. Yeah. So I get that. But that's more just because, you know, the song presents itself, you know. (laughs) Right, right, right. But yeah. But going into it, you might not know that the song presents itself, you know. Right. uh, So that's that that could be a challenge. That could be a challenge for people that don't know. Yeah. It's hard to really say like what others creative process is like, you know, as people who, you know, kind of you know, who identify with the song presenting itself, right? Because it's kind of hard to say what other people's process is that they spend hours and hours writing a song. It's like, how does that really work? You know, (laughs) but um, I don't even know how that works, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've had I've had group members in the past that took months to finish a song and stuff like that. And I I don't work like that. Yeah, you know, so it's it's more like a divine it's a divine download, you know, like for us, right? More divine flow, something like that. We're open to the moment and the moment, you know, the song finds us kind of right. At least that's how, that's how I feel. Like when I pick up the guitar or, you know, I'm on the piano or whatever, I'm just singing. I'm open to the moment, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like the poetry of it and like the prayer of it. And that's Mm -hmm. why it comes through the way it comes through, you know? So I definitely felt that all throughout uh, KV 55 and um, you know, like I, I mentioned earlier, it just sounds like a prayer, the whole thing, the whole album. So that's so cool. Yeah. It, yeah. And it is, it is. Yeah. 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 I was touching more about uh, just like being human and being an artist, you know, you can't be a hundred percent on all the time. And no. you, like you said, you have like the highs and lows and, mm-hmm. you know, or you're busy. Right. And with life. So you can't always be hundred percent present in your career necessarily as you'd like to be, but you still, absolutely, yeah. No, I, you know, I, I could be way more involved than I am actually. Right. Something that's always there and something that always comes back and it's always, it's so it's always present and, but just not, maybe not in the forefront. So, so yeah, it's just interesting hearing other people, other artists perspectives on that, because it's not something that's really talked about a lot, you know? And so I was just curious, yeah. you know, um, I, I, I got, I got something that would be interesting too, as far as a current event that, mm-hmm. that I'd like to hear your thoughts on too. Sure. Um, you know, like you, you've, I, I'm sure you've heard about the Joe Rogan and Joni Mitchell taking their stuff off Spotify. Yes. So mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot about it, but I do know that, um, you know, said somebody said something like. I don't know, some, you know, some, some stupid stuff. I don't know. <laughs> and a bunch of, a bunch of people protested by taking their stuff off Spotify. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Um, Indiari had, had a great point of how artists get paid so little, like 0.003% of a penny for streams and whatnot. Yeah, and then man. you take all this money, a hundred million dollars, and then give it to a podcaster who doesn't make music, you know, <laughs> So go over so so go over the scenario. So this is Joe Rogan, I assume, right? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't even know I don't even know exactly who Joe Rogan is. So I had to look him up. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. But he's yeah, of course. He's a podcaster know. and he talked about like anti-vaccine or something like that, right? Or yeah, anti-climate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not necessarily pro, but you know, he or pro or anti okay. anything, but he's had people on there that uh that are against it. 
Okay. And he lets them voice, you know, and then that- well, the fact of the matter, if you have like a huge platform like that, you know, you need to be careful about what you're saying, you know, and you need yeah, to be yeah, yeah, accountable. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. Right. But to me, uh, it spoke to the, the bigger system of the, the system of exploitation. exploitation. Artists have always been exploited since the beginning of the, uh, since the beginning, but especially of the last century and this century. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, like I I remember, I think, I think, you know, before Napster, before music streaming for Spotify, you know, Mm -hmm. at least the album sales, you know, went to the art. Well, depending on, depending on the label they were with, obviously that was another (laughs) big issue, but um, yeah, the exploitation, the exploitation, especially I feel like within the past well, I only can speak to my experience, but within the past 20 years of, you know, not being able to get album sales, really pretty much like concerts and um, like, how else are you going to make a living really, you know? So Uh aside from selling out. So, I mean, yeah, I totally, I totally think that that's a worthy topic talking about exploitation of artists because, you know, we are, we are, we make the times, you know what I mean? Like we are, we're ahead of the times. We're also shaping the times we're responding to the times with solutions and Mm -hmm. yet we're not credited for those times. You know what I mean? So yeah, I just, I think it's really interesting as well. It's definitely like a worthy topic. So I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. What what, I felt, what I, what I felt that, uh, that NDRE's really good point was that the artist's, the artist's art and what, they are contributing, those resources are being used for something else entirely. And right. now so on, you know, in a digital platform, mm-hmm. our art and the money that we should be making from our art is being used for something else entirely. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it, it just, uh, it's interesting, you know, the art, the artists um, you know, soul uh, work has always been leached and siphoned off towards something else, whether it be towards towards the mafia or towards Mm -hmm. um, building huge corporations, um, Pepsi, Coke, all that stuff. But now, you know, we're building uh, into digital things. And and it's it's just interesting to me. uh, They don't have any they don't have any problem exploiting it but they don't want to support us, you know, while right, we're creating right, it right. or when we've created yeah. it. Yeah. They, they choose, they choose who, uh, who the lottery winners are as far as the art, you know, that's why I wanted to have people on, you know, like the musician, other musicians, because I feel like so much of our process is misunderstood. It just looks like we're just playing around, you know, just like poking some random notes, you know, mm-hmm. and it just looks like some little magic thing. Right. And it's, it might be magical. It might be mysterious, you know, in some ways, and you know, it should be, that's part of the experience, but people don't really understand the process that we go through to get here. You know, it's, mm-hmm an overhaul of like, I mean, it's pretty much, we make the art or, well, we learn the art, right? We learn the craft. We mm-hmm. make the art, we become the art. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we, it's a loop. It's a continuous loop. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not something that most people are even a little bit familiar with or, you know, go through at all. They don't understand that whole process of renovation and um, you know, self-discovery mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and it's cultural maturation. What's right. that? 
and its cultural significance. And its cultural significance. Right, right, right. This mm-hmm. is exactly the type of conversation I want to be having on here because, yeah, people do not get it at all and they don't understand what it takes, um, you know, as far as the, the thing is, like, especially with this culture, we want to make everything look presentable and easy, right? So it's just like, yeah, you know, we had a dream to be a musician, yada, 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 20 years later, or, you know, 10, 15 years later, here right, I am. Right. And here's this now, like that journey is so significant. And it's, um, you know, obviously, we both spend more than, you know, 10,000, 20,000, I don't know how many hours, right? In our craft, hours. you know, 30,000, <laughs> right, who right. knows, who knows, but people don't realize that, you know, like, well, other people were out partying, you know, we were home, or we were in the studio, we were in the practice rooms, we spend hours and hours every day, perfecting our craft. And then we had to work on ourselves, you know, on our insides, you know, I know, for me, for example, I had stage fright for a long time. And it wasn't yeah. something that really necessarily came across on stage. But it was like my before and after I would course, freak out. Right. I would yeah. freak out before and after. And it's something I've worked on a lot throughout the pandemic since you know, I couldn't perform anyway. So <laughs> everything mm-hmm. stopped. So that's something I worked um, on myself. But I just think it's good that you brought this up. That's exactly what I want to hear. Because we don't talk about this stuff a lot. Yeah. As artists. Yeah. And we actually we end up like, kind of suffering, you know, like, I don't know, we end up like, eating it, you know what I'm saying? Like, we end up suffering in silence. And so I think it's so cool that you brought that up. And um yeah, 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 it's 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 interesting. It's interesting to to see how 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 uh how the monster changes. Uh, you know, the the game doesn't change, only the players. Yeah. But you know, it takes it takes certain artists to uh you know to bring that relevance about, you know. Yeah. So it's 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 cool. It's cool. Like I, I've never been a, a fan of Spotify myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and, and a bunch of mute voices are just as bad as people against you, you know, when, when, when nobody wants to buy your album because they want to stream it for free, you know, like we're all, we're all guilty of that. But at the same time, like we don't, you know, we're taking part in a system. We're taking part in the greater exploitive system. Hard to change the collective, right? Um, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. And no, I I agree with you. And I think things are kind of, I think things are starting to change. I hope, hopefully, you know, I, I hope I see that. I hope that this is the time that we're living in that things do change. Um, I don't know if you know, I'm just learning about NFTs. Actually, I know nothing yet. I'm just started to become open to it. Cause I was like, hello, you know, this is like possibly an opportunity to actually, um, back up our intellectual and artistic property, you know? Um, yeah. So I don't really know a lot about it, but the fact that there's like, you know, it, it, it some, in in some way, um, defies like what we've been doing with the, with the streaming. So I think that it's really important, you know, to, to just really, admit that, you know, like we've been neglected, like Joni Mitchell, she talks about her career, you know, Mm -hmm. she's had such a long career and she, she describes it as a cesspool, (laughs) you know, like she was just totally taken advantage of. And this like, you know, this like amazing, you know, unique, talented angel, right. Of of a person. She's phenomenal. Right. He's phenomenal. Right. And, uh, 
and and those were different times. And still she's, she's just, she basically describes it as a cesspool. Those are her words. And so I just feel like, yeah, she said she got absolutely nothing. And um, so I feel like this is a conversation that's never really, really come out, you know, at a, a level, the level that it needs to, you know, so no, 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 it hasn't it's... been addressed, you know, right. Yeah, we right. just we just we're just like continuously letting people taking take advantage of us. But it's 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 interesting because you know I've done different, I've done you know a little bit of photography, I've taught dance, so I've I notice it doesn't matter what you're teaching or what you're what art form you're doing. I mean, they are all very different and they're represented differently for sure. But there's always a sense that it's less than, you know, it's like a soft skill or something. And so mm-hmm. people who make good money, you know, in the corporate environment, lifestyle, whatever, have a problem <laughs> paying for your skills, which you worked a hundred times harder, possibly. I'm just saying, you know, technically, t- typically we do <laughs> work a right, hundred right. times harder than they did. And so it's just important for us as artists to really reclaim and claim, you know, and yeah, use yeah. our voices and say, no, like we worked really hard for these things and yeah. uh, we deserve yeah. our money and we deserve yeah. our, you know, our acknowledgement or credit or whatever. Yeah. And it gets deeper than that for every for every artist that does get recognized, we don't see the artist that um, that inspired and pushed that artist to be recognized. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we we, we know the name of Joni Mitchell, but we don't necessarily know the people that pushed her That's to that true. success, to that inspired her to write the way that she writes, or sings the way that she sings, or taught her to play guitar. You know, That's so true. Like so it's, true. it's definitely it's, a, it's a cultural weird. lineage, you know. Exactly, exactly. You know, and not even to be like super boastful or egotistical, but you know, there there are people that uh that that I've inspired that have gone on to have bigger names than me. You know, wow, yeah. but my art doesn't necessarily fit in with uh with theirs. Mm, so like though, you know, so though like. I've inspired them. Like, you're not going to hear about me, but you'll hear about them. Right. And we push them for success because through them, we see ourselves. Right. Right. I've seen so much of that as well. Yeah. You, you see just, it, you see it all. You see, you see the beauty of it. You see the spirituality of it. Mm-hmm. You also see the devil in it too. Right. 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 Yeah. It's, 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 it's an entire, it's an entire, uh, I've come to a whole new place too with, with, I'm coming to a whole new place with this because, um, in a way we have to be like shameless almost, you know, just like not shameful, but shameless, you know, because for example, um, well, for me, you know, the past couple of years has been this whole reckoning. And so one of the things was, you know, the stage fright, which is obviously, you know, I mean, a lot of people couldn't just get up and sing their heart out and be like, you know, totally okay before and after. Right. But it's not like it's that easy to do, but I'm definitely think that that was something like I had to go through like childhood trauma and <laughs> like resolve a lot of things that were really difficult to do, but you know, I did those and now my stage rights resolve. So, so that's one area, you know, of the reckoning. And then the other area is like, why am I doing this? Like, what is my purpose behind this? Because like, it's not just the music. The music is the vehicle. It's the medium, right? 
but it's not just the music. It's it's what I fell in love with, right? But there's definitely, there's always something. And I, I talked about this um, with another guest on my podcast recently. And he was saying, Olivier, he was saying something that we believe in tooth and nail, you know, that we defend tooth and nail. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was also searching for for that and for what is it beyond the music, you know, and then just showing up and the way that I do, you know, like I'm a, I'm a silly person. I'm a joyous, per, a joyful person, you know, and really not giving any shits, you know? <laughs> right. Right. So yeah, for me, it's been a whole reckoning. I think it's, it's, I guess this is just part of what we have to go through as artists to really claim what's ours, you know, because we have all these gifts inside and we have all these gifts that might not make it to all of the world or whatever, you know, make it as far as we'd like it to, but just being able to like go back in and be like, okay, how am I um, showing up? And how am I, am I really representing myself here? You know, mm-hmm. it's just part of the process, the difficult process that we have to go through as artists that, you know, people don't understand um, yeah, and yeah. people don't value. So, yeah. Even the greats have stayed right. I just finished, uh, I just finished. Yeah. A memoir um, uh, by Jan Gay, um, Marvin Gaye's second wife. Okay, and she discussed how how um, how terrified Marvin Gaye was of performing live. He had terrible stage fright yeah. his entire career. He hated going on. Yeah, man. And he avoided it whenever he could. He wasn't. Okay. He was very quick to cancel a show. Right, right. Every right. time he got the chance. So, mm-hmm. you know, even somebody is immensely loved and talented and right. you know, we, see the, we see the performance like, oh my God, he's incredible. You, you don't see right. like what he's the actually struggle. Through. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely can relate. <laughs> it's just like chaos before, chaos after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can relate. So, wow, that's so cool. Yeah, it's, it's cool to hear, you know, about you reading the history of the musician that kind of grounds us, you know, as artists and as musicians as well, because obviously I, I, I hate when I hear, even if like there's somebody that's so unique, one of my favorite artists, you know, often says like, I didn't, I'm just me. <laughs> but it's like, come on, no, you're this artist and this artist, you know, you're definitely like, uh, you definitely your influences. So I always like to hear it grounds the music and it makes it a more value. I think when you say, you know, um, okay, of course, like these, like, like, just like I said, when I compose, I'm just like getting feelings, right. I'm translating mm-hmm. it into music, into song. But of course I have the musical, the influential, the influences as my background, yeah, you know, hundred yeah, yeah. percent. Yeah, you you are you are a product of your environment. Absolutely, like spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally. You know. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You're just the voice. Absolutely. You're the, you're the, you know, you're be you're being spoken through. Absolutely. Aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that completely. Wow, we covered so many cool topics here and got into depth with so many things that I've been wanting to talk about. So I'm really, I'm really happy that you know, we had the chance to connect today. And Miles, I just wanted to end with a question that I ask all my guests. So, you know, and you can take it as light or as deep as you'd like to, but that is what kind of impact would you like to make? What, what kind of impact would you like to make on in this life? Um, what kind of impact? What kind of impact? What kind of, uh, ooh, <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know. What, okay. what, what kind of what, what kind of question. what kind of impact what kind of impact does an asteroid want to make when it touches <laughs> the when it touches the Earth? You know, I, <laughs> good I, one. I'm good not, one. I'm not, I'm not sure I can even. I'm not even sure I can answer that. Like, it, you know, when, when it touches ground, it'll touch ground. You know. Oh, that's uh, so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. As, as I'm flying, though, you know, like I would like to be seen. Yeah. But not every asteroid that hits the Earth was seen before it hit the Earth. So <laughs> that's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I love that. I would like attention, but that's not a given. That's not right. a promise. Right. But so yeah. I don't know. You know, if if <laughs> if one if I get one person that after watching this, that after listening to this, um, you know. They, they check it out and they like it and they're touched by it. I'm cool with that. Absolutely. I'm totally touched by, you know, your music and your whole intellect and, you know, just showing up today and having this deep discussion with me. I appreciate it so much. And, um, and likewise, too. Thank you so much. Jessica. I'm really so glad. I'm so glad we made this connections. Connections mean I mean, I mean that in a deeper way, like these relationships and connections mean so much to me. They inspire me. It's just like really, I really, I really appreciate them so much and value them so much. So I am looking forward to listen to your album more today. <laughs> so, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. You're welcome. So yeah, uh, go check Miles out. I'm going to leave in the show notes, but if you want to say uh, as well where we can find you. Um, for, for right now, and this will change in the next couple months when, sure. when, when I get my stuff together right now, it's just on Bandcamp and Audius. Um, Audius. and, and that's it right now. I will, I will throw it on other streaming sites, but you know, I want to maximize my, uh, you know, people that might contribute first before I, before yeah. I throw it up in the monster, which Absolutely. is, you know, which is the beast. Right, right, so. right. <laughs> Yeah, check him out on Audius and Bandcamp, you guys. Beautiful, beautiful music. Beautiful soul. All right. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, that's it for today. Sure. <laughs>